Hey, hey, Podnutians, welcome to Android App Addicts, episode 597. Uh, this show is brought to you by John, aka Isle Tiki. And I'm going to say, yes, he's a Patreon guy, but he's more than that. Uh, he sent me at least three complete setups, laptops, docking stations, and other hardware uh, to where I was able in the past to go and make um, inner city families, I'll just say, happy. So I will give a huge shout out to uh, Isle Tiki. And of course, I'm sorry, Ivor, he sent me a bunch of ThinkPads and they worked marvelously. Oh, hey, look, I have no um, problem with Lenovo, um, hard, Lenovo laptops. Everything else they make is the problem. Let me just get that straight. Gotcha. I actually quite like Lenovo kind, laptops. Kind of like how Microsoft makes really good mice, but I don't know any other hardware I would buy from them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, with that being said, uh, I'm joined tonight by Ivor and Josh. How is everything going, Josh? Going well, Dor. We're finally home after about a month road trip going through western Canada and down through Washington State. Made it down there through the border without getting arrested and back up, so that's always a bonus. Uh, visiting family and friends and trying to find the best water slides uh, in any of the hotels along the way. So I think that if anyone's looking, Drumheller in Alberta has a pretty sweet dinosaur museum and a fantastic slide at the Ramada. So it's probably about a 9 out of 10 as far as water slides go for uh, hotel pools. That's good. That's good. Um, by the way, Josh, um, why did my mom not want me speaking to modern-day dinosaurs? Why? Because she didn't want me to use any foul language. Oh, <laughs> how's everything going, uh, Ivor? I gotta go. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> um, okay, uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Not too bad. My son is growing up. He turned sixteen last week. Um, so we had a birthday party for him. Um, we had our first barbecue of of springtime. So that worked really well. I made some um, brined chicken thighs on the barbecue, and they were delicious. And uh, we had lots of meat. It was a vegetarian's nightmare. Um, and, uh, he's also, my, my son's also got a job. I managed to find him a job at a, at a, at an apiary, which is a honey production place and a, uh, and a plant nursery. So he goes there and he, uh, pots plants for six or seven hours a day. And I have to go and drive him out there. It's way out in the country. So it takes about nearly an hour to get out there and back again. So that's most of my day gone by the time he's, he's at work. Right. Well, he has a job. That's the good thing. Hopefully he keeps the job for more than a couple of weeks and doesn't yeah. do the typical teenager thing. And he keeps telling me to do stuff and quit. No, no, he's been pretty good, actually. He's none of that nonsense. Um, but uh, the amount of money he, he, he wants to spend all his money on useless rubbish, which I keep telling him, have you seen how much it's costing your sister to go to go to university and how much it's going to cost you to live one, one year at, in the halls at uh, university down in, in Christchurch? And uh, he is just going off over his head. You can just see dollar signs. And <laughs> he doesn't Speaking care. of worthless rubbish. <laughs> Haven't you seen how much it costs for your daughter or for your sister to go to university? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> how old do you have to be to drive down there? Uh, 16. Yeah, so that's okay. what the other thing he's got to do is um, he's got to sit his learner's license so he can get behind a wheel and actually start driving. He's got to do a test before he can actually do any driving at all. I don't know what it's like over there. Is he but your my day, it was As long as you had a pulse, you could you could get behind a wheel and just go driving as long as you weren't yeah. too drunk. <laughs> I guess your daughter has her license. 
Uh, she has her learner's license. She's sitting her next stage, which is the called used to be called the practical. I don't know what it's called now, um, but that's like the driving test where they get an instructor to come and sit in the car with you and and test. She's already failed one, but that wasn't her fault, according to her. So <laughs> let's see how we go. I'm sure she'll be fine for the next one. Yeah, so here they basically give everybody a, a license to drive as long as there's a adult in the car with you, which is not very. It, it, it can be kind of scary. Yeah, on the learner's license, you have to have an adult who's a fully qualified driver to go with her at all times. So that's me, pretty much. Uh, anytime she wants to go somewhere, I'm uh, I'm the uh, co-pilot riding shotgun. Is it scary or what? Oh yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they have, no, it's not too bad. The kids have a pretty good self-preservation instinct. But there have been a couple of times where she has just not given way. She doesn't like turning corners sometimes. It's like, we need to turn here, and she just doesn't. She just carries on. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't you turn? I didn't want to. (laughs) Your kids have licenses, Dor? My oldest does, and he's... the, The dirty secret is, I know human behavior. So when I set up his driving test, I said, look, his driving test is going to be Friday, last day of the week, and it's going to be the very last appointment of the day because that's when if you're going to get passed that's when you're going to get passed because the guy just wants to go home get drunk do whatever so my son took the test and the test involved one little thing in the park and then go out on the real roads you're supposed to be out on the real roads for like 20 minutes eight minutes after he got on the real roads he came back in and the guy said he just looked at me and said um okay i passed your kid because i know and i held up my work badge. And he says, Oh, you're a government employee too. Okay. So you get it. Um, your kid was <laughs> extremely nervous. He was extremely antsy. Um, anybody else would have failed him. Um, I know it was his nerves. He needs to calm down. You make him calm down. He'll be a perfectly fine driver. So he's been driving now for like six months and no issues yet. He still doesn't have a job. He has, and we tried to explain to him, you have to get a job because insurance is hella expensive. Um, mm-hmm. so we're doing that now. Yeah. I can't even, like I, I watch, I watch Solomon walk. <laughs> no cars. Yeah, it happens quickly though, Josh. That day will come mm-hmm. before you know it. Yeah, you know, my youngest one, he's he's never gonna get, get get a license if I have anything to do with it, because I know him. That's what I'll say. But so, um, I will say in in the Android verse, there is Android news. Most of it is not. Uh, great is what I'm going to say, except for, of course, the nonstop onslaught of uh, Pixel 8 in- info being in obviously air um, leaked purposely. Um, it seems like a fine device. Um, they are doing a lot more stuff. Basically, every single Android manufacturer, at least in the United States, in Q2, which was April through August, I want to say, um, dropped in sales compared to previous years, except for pixel devices. Um, I know now more people than ever who have now, not everyone has pixel sevens, but now I know more people than ever with pixel devices that I run into because they're so ungodly obvious to like see from a mile away because nothing else looks in my opinion, this dumb, (laughs) but you know, it is what it is. Um, and I, and I, and I have one and I say that. And it was, um, I think you're going to so, say something positive about that phone. I mean, it runs fine. The camera stuff is cool in air quotes. Um, still every now and then I just experience 
weirdness to where if I do something too quickly, I got to stop, slow down and start over again um, or else it won't work right kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So um, I am a bit of a beta tester. I'm not going to lie compared to other devices, which does tempt me to just say, well, what if I root it and what if I put something else on it? Like Graphene OS or something. Mm. So haven't done it yet. It's probably the first well, thing I've ever done if I got a Pixel. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm wondering how many of those sales are actually people that are purchasing the phone in order to put something else on it. Because it seems to be mm. a it's well supported or well it is supported by Graphene OS, and then I don't know about the other similar similar uh, operating systems, but I wonder if people are just buying buying them and then throwing something else on. Well, I mean, there is some, I will say, um, some credibility behind that statement, I do believe, because history speaking, the Pixel devices at least allow you openly to root. Other devices do as well, but not with a consistency, I'll say, of the Google devices. Um, also, because they have um, multi-year support versus other phones, where it's like now it's like five years. Uh, I, the rumor mill is the Pixel 8, I think it's going to have eight-year support. Uh, also, the rumor mill is that if you get the Google 8 Pixel Pro, um, if you order it like very soon after launch day or before launch day, you'll also get a Pixel 3 watch with it as well. Which if I was spending that much on a phone, I would kind of like something like that as well. Can you put Graphene OS on a, on a, on a watch? I don't. Honestly, I don't know if it's rootable. I don't know if it's rommable. But if any watch is, I would expect that watch to be. Because I would never do something like that with a watch. Because I'm, I know that Garmin's not doing anything nefarious with my data. No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Neither is Huawei or Samsung. Hey, um, or the FBI. Or... While we're talking about phones, um, I've got a question for you guys. Um, as you know, a little while ago, uh, about two or three weeks ago, I dropped my phone on the ground and smashed the back camera section, and I had to put it in to be repaired through insurance. And uh, I bought it into the shop to get to get repaired and the guy behind the counter said oh what's what's the pin code to get access to to the phone and i said why do you need to know that oh we need to test the functionality i said well no you're not getting the pin number have you guys ever um and, and they said oh well we can't fix it then if you if you don't give us the pin number so i ended up had him to um do a complete factory reset and hand it to him um after a reset and then it got sent off to be repaired uh, have you guys ever had a phone repair done on any of your phones no, anything I've I've done and anything that needed to be done myself, um, but I usually buy the the biggest case, and I don't buy phones with goofy three hundred and sixty degree flip cameras. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll say the only hardware failure I've ever had in a camera uh, in a phone is when the screen shatters. All right, I just wondered um, if it was not any common practice for repair shops to request the access code for your phone. When you hand it in well, I mean, there's no other way for them to test the camera to verify it's working without accessing the camera. Um, so I almost, I'll, I'll, the devil's advocate is I almost understand them saying that. But if I was them, I would say, if you're, uh, the first thing I would say is if you're not comfortable with giving me your pin code, we can do a hard reset on the phone. You'll lose all your text messages. You'll lose all your this, but I'll be able to access the camera without invading your privacy. And then when you get the phone back, you can set it up as if it is a new phone. Yeah, and that's pretty much what I had to do. But he was going, oh, yeah. no, well, I think his concern was, oh, you, if you, we can back up your data, you can back it up now and um, 
you know, if you, you won't lose your data. I said, I don't give a shit about the data. <laughs> I'm worried about you getting access to my personal information. I mean, it's a very intimate device. It's got all of my banking. It's got my email. It's got everything on it. Um, photos. And not, and photos. Uh -huh. um, and I'm not handing those off to uh, all my to a complete stranger to do whatever he likes with it. So, well, word to the wise. Um, Get a get a decent case in the first place. It has got a case on it, but it's pretty pretty flimsy. Um, and um, you know, if you do do a factory reset before you hand it in for be to be repaired, or just buy a new phone instead, don't get it repaired because it costs well, I mean, three hundred and fifty dollars to get it repaired. Just this glass little glass one inch wow. section of glass to be replaced on the front. I can believe it. Yeah, yeah. the only other like the only other option that they could give you is if and this is only if they really know what the hell they're talking about is. You could set up an earbud, hypothetically, or something Bluetooth to be a trusted device that when it connects, your phone does not ask for a passcode. Um, if it is the passcode itself you're worried about and not the data on the phone kind of thing. Because some people, their PIN number is more important than data on the phone. But yeah, I would have definitely insinuated that there's like raunchy pictures with me and whatever on it, just just to see the reaction from the guy. Because more than likely, he'll be like, that's normal. <laughs> yeah, he's probably seen a few. <laughs> but no, I don't have anything like that on my phone. Just a few sheep yeah. wearing suspenders. Yeah, I mean, um, and, to, and to be honest, it, the only type of repairs I could see doing on a phone is a repair I can do myself. If I can't do it myself, then I'm just going to trash the whole thing and just buy a new one. Yeah, but you need some special tools for that, don't you? You need um, Really, you just need a good spudger and you if you get the i fix it toolkit i want to say it's like 35 bucks yeah. oh, and okay. it comes with a lot of what you need yeah exactly yeah um the other like failing thing i'll say happening in the google verse is google canceling the um pixel pass subscription service uh which was supposed to get you a brand new phone every two years and they literally canceled it like one year and 11 months into its existence which, if that's not like a horrible move to do to your customers, um, I don't know what is. I know if I would have subscribed to that and they would have done that, I would have been quite irritated, agitated, upset, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, because that's just very poor classmanship. Now, supposedly, and I haven't heard any latest news, supposedly they were going to revert their decision and say, if you signed up in the first two months or something like that, we're going to still give you your phone that you were due, um, but everybody else, you know, it's canceled. Um, I've never expected that from Google. States, wasn't it? More than likely, yeah. Sorry, was this only available? Sorry, John, was this only available in the states? Was it? I do believe it was only available here, right. here in the U.S. Yeah. This is me not caring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's the kind of thing that if they would have upheld and if they would have done right, I could see spreading. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because because some people don't want to make deals with their carriers. You know what I mean? I want to be able to say if T-Mobile's service goes downhill, I can switch to Verizon. I can switch to AT&T and I would still have access to this Pixel phone plan. I thought that would be like a really smart thing to do. But in I'll say, typical Google fashion, they launched something, in my opinion, without doing enough proper research doing it mm. and then just deciding to cancel it before it turns too bad for them is what i'm going to say down yeah. there when do you are your devices locked to the carrier no um, some are. It, yeah and and it, yeah i think it primarily depends on the manufacturer and where you buy them from because up here a few years back they they changed it to where they all had to be unlocked 
So basically, it it is saying, okay, you oh. you do own the phone, unlocked or unlockable. Unlocked. Every phone that you buy up here is is unlocked. So yeah, we, yeah, we take have it anywhere. Number portability. I think yeah, you you can actually take your uh, phone. You can keep the same number and and go to a different provider. We only have three providers in this country anyway, um, and two networks. So. You know, and they're all owned by the same conglomerate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but they were selling phones that were especially locked to their network. So if you if you decided not to use their network, you couldn't you couldn't go on to the competitors' one with the same phone. It had to be using a, a either a Spark or a or a Vodafone network, depending on. But um, they were usually really cheap, crappy phones that you know cost a hundred bucks and were very entry level phones. Right now, and I say here it depends. Um, if you buy a phone on a phone plan that you're paying off, at the end of you paying it off, you can ask for it to be unlocked. If you buy a device outright, you can ask for it to be unlocked. If you buy a device not from the manufacturer, or I'm sorry, not from the carrier, I want to say almost all of them are purchased unlocked. Mm. So here it's like weird in the middle. Mm. Cool. Yeah. So basically, it's only locked if you're if you've signed a, a two-year contract. Or whatever the contract yeah. well, is. Well, agree to like pay off the phone in payments. It's almost like you're, hmm. what's the word? Uh, leasing to own kind of thing. Yeah, I I will say the only other phone news that caught my eye, and I will say I do think Ivor, that guy you uh, talked about before, who does the um, oh man, the Friday podcast. Oh uh, yeah, um, the Friday checkout, take also the Friday yeah, checkout, yeah, yeah. Yeah, German yeah. fella. I want to say. Yeah, he was the guy that first showed me this brand. Um, oh, no, this is the wrong one. This is a TCL device. Never mind. Um, okay, so TCL, I'll say, say this, big China brand trying always to make a bigger splash, trying hard to make a bigger splash in an ocean of other phones. Um, they've debuted the first, in air quote, next paper phone, NTX paper phone. Um and I, this is the kind of phone I want to somehow be successful. Um, literally, one of them is a e-ink phone. Um, to where supposedly the battery literally could last for a week, if not two weeks, mm-hmm. a.k.a. like the old Nokia phone charges. Um, e-ink has made great strides in colorization and multicolored, not just black and white, or not just gray and darker gray, but actual colors. And they've also been able to do uh, certain tricks with refresh rates to where it actually can do refresh rates. It's not going to do full motion video or YouTube good. So if you're a 15-year-old boy, this phone will not work for you because YouTube will not be smooth. For a certain class of customer who really only use their phones as a phone or as a communication device, email, chat, kind of thing like that, um, I think the idea of a next paper e-ink phone actually could be, I'm going to say, plausible. I love to it. Some certain, yeah, to, and to some demographic, damn, I say, damn near desirable to have a phone that will literally last for a week on a single charge. Yeah, because, I mean, the biggest uh, drain for your battery is the screen next to the network connect- connectivity. So if you can do anything to reduce the screen drain, you're onto a winner, I think. And then it'll just get smaller and smaller and we'll be strapping them onto our wrists. <laughs> <laughs> do they have to get that much smaller, really? And you'll, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe our wrists need to get bigger. Before you need to charge them. And then we'll say things to our kids like, hey, do you remember when we, uh, in my day, when I, we used to charge our phone every night? 
<laughs> Twice a day, buddy. <laughs> we watched a movie the other day, and I and uh, someone was playing a cassette tape, and I said very loudly, "That's a cassette tape, kids. That's what we used to listen used to listen to music on, and when we were your age." <laughs> and then every time, like someone's using yep. a payphone, "That's a payphone, kids." <laughs> It's <laughs> a CD. That's a typewriter. <laughs> we went and visited my aunt and uncle in Tenasket, Washington, which is up in the kind of the northeast corner of the state. And we're out walking, tiny town, and there was a, a phone booth. It was a drive drive up phone booth. So it was only mm. so tall and I didn't see if there's a phone in it, but I thought it was a pretty sweet idea. Oh yeah. Perfect for those drug dealers on the go. Yeah, in Tenasket. Yeah. on the coop. I put a, <laughs> I put a link for. I actually brought some hardware uh, this week. This is a Umidigi G3 Max. We have a, a friend who comes and visits for usually about five or six weeks every summer, and he showed up. He he had sent me a message on WhatsApp saying. Uh, I want to get a phone. Can you help me get one when I come out to visit? I said, yeah, sure. And so he shows up and he's like, I got a new phone. I said, oh, okay. And I said, what'd you get? He said, 7-Eleven. I said, okay, <laughs> let's, let's see it. And I said, oh, all right. It looks just like your other one. Yeah, but it's bigger. Yeah, but it's just like your other one. And, uh, and so then he was here and he, he said, can you, can you look at it? He said, I put WhatsApp on it and now nothing, I can't do anything else. And I said, okay. And I went and looked at it. I said, yeah, this, this has eight gigs of, of memory or of a storage. So you're already full. <laughs> and so <laughs> I said, let's, let's, let's find you something else. And so I went on Amazon and just found uh, something that looked like it had decent specs. And this is what came up. And I think it paid 150 bucks for it, Canadian. And he, he loves it. So, I mean, obviously he's not super technically savvy or anything but as an entry level this is the first time he's had a, a smartphone basically he had another one but it had probably a two and a half inch screen or something like that one of the it's a it's a burner i mean we always call it the burner as well sorry this what did one, you, i missed i missed what you got him uh it's in the it? chat there it's a uh umidigi g3 mm-hmm. max yeah. and so it has a 50 megapixel camera and i mean it's got eight gigs uh, of RAM and 128 gigs of storage. So Iggy sends me a message every once in a while and says, you know what, I just took some pictures and it's still not full. I said, okay. <laughs> I think you got a couple of years, man. <laughs> so, yeah, just this, I wanted to uh, actually bring some hardware for probably the first time of this show since, well, at least since I got my phone. Yeah. This one's probably nicer than my phone now, too. So, well, I mean, 108, 128 gigs of storage, that's a fair amount. He should be for a while. Yeah. Umidigis um, tend to have pretty good specs apart from the cameras, and they they kind of they have, they have good storage, they have good um, good specs, but um, there are things that they cut corners with. So cameras being the main one, um, also the uh, processor. So if he's not doing anything seriously uh, with either of those two, he's probably on. He's probably on to a winner. He's, he's got a good phone. Um, personally, I you know I, I need a bit more out of my phone than than what Umidigi offer, offers on most of their line. Yeah, like a twisty. Xiaomi next. Sorry, Josh. Oh yeah. No, I was gonna say you. Yeah, you need more out of your phone, like a three sixty degree tilting camera. Yeah, you've got to have that. Come on. 
<laughs> is that the one reason that you don't like this phone? It's not the you specs. See, it's the... You should see the, the three selfies I've taken in the last six months. <laughs> they're brilliant. <laughs> they're fantastic. <laughs> well, they're not on Noster? No, I shouldn't I? I don't put that stuff on Noster. <laughs> First, I yeah, have well, to uh, edit out this booger that's in my nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was another like hardware, software link that um i posted that ivor was extremely skeptical of which i can't blame him uh but it was um huawei's harmony os um is like their it was originally intended to be their version of android with all the google vacation stuff taken out and it being a huawei operating system when it first launched i'll just say they did less than a stellar job of keeping their promise on what everything was but now um, okay, and, and I'll say this, Huawei does make, I do believe Huawei is one of the manufacturers that also makes extremely ultra slim laptops um, that basically you can get uh, on like Alibaba and stuff, but can't get here just, just yet. But Huawei is now promising that starting in 2024, they're going to have this Harmony OS on more of a PC based system. So an Android based operating system on laptops is what i gather um i'll say i'm always interested in having alternate operating systems on hardware especially like laptops and stuff um in my experience sometimes it can work decent like with the jide um the jide remix ultra tablet i had here that was running remix os which was android with a customized launcher so it was much more desktop like and it ran i'll say fine um didn't run perfect, didn't run great because some Android apps wanted to be in a window showing more of a tablet style interface and not much like a desktop interface. But I think each iteration of Android makes it closer and more possible to be a laptop like operating system. Yeah, I mean, the other thing Huawei has is, um, I think I've mentioned this before, is you could plug, plug your phone into a display and it will, like a Samsung DeX, I'm not sure what it's called. Huawei screen share or something, but it becomes a Chromebook, basically. Have you tried that on your Huawei, Josh? I stopped listening a while ago. Sorry, man. Um, <laughs> I was going down a rabbit hole on my own there for a minute. Um, the Huawei what? The Huawei phone. You can plug it into a display, uh, and it will turn into a, a Chromebook, very much like Samsung DeX. Oh, no, I have not. I have not done that. No, I was thinking about the other part with the, uh, oh, Huawei takes away all the, de-Googlefies the phone and puts a Huawei OS on it. Oh, great. So it's just different masters, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess my yeah, stuff's not yeah, going yeah. to the U.S. government. It's going to Chinese government. All right, cool. Yeah, which would you prefer at this stage? I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, I'll just say, you know, it's all about this thing. It's pick your poison, and it doesn't matter. Every interface you enter interact with as a human being whether it's a desktop a you know laptop a phone a library computer your television your car you always have to be selective about what information you willingly just throw forward um regardless of who owns an air quote the operating system um i will say um huawei is also already offering their harmony os on i want to say it was the orange pi 3b which is the brand newest, newest of the Orange Pi based mini computers where you can download. Most of the time, it's a Debian based operating system or a Android based operating system. Um, 
on these single board computers that are ARM-based, like phones, uh, and now they are offering a supposed Harmony OS for that one as well. So ARM processors could we all see with the uh, success of the newest Mac Pros kind of thing, or the Mac Books, an ARM can be a perfectly usable laptop processor. So maybe if you join it with a correct build of an Android operating system, it might work as well. Mm. What do you think of um, replaceable batteries being made compulsory in e in the EU? Mixed feelings. I'm not a fan of regulation on any level yeah. of any kind, unless it absolutely has to be that way. Um, the good thing about replaceable batteries is they're replaceable. The bad thing about replaceable batteries is you're not going to be able to fit as much battery in the device as you can when it's a perfectly fitting, form-fitting, custom battery thing. It's also um, the waterproofing vendors, aspect as well. So it's not going to be as, yeah. as tight. Right. Vendors swear that's the reason they went away from replaceable batteries. I don't know who's telling the truth there. Um, I'm interested to see what the result is. Yeah. I can I mean, tell you I who's telling the truth. Neither of them, Dor. Neither of them. I think there are a lot of um, third-party sort of battery suppliers who are supplying pretty dodgy gear for people to um, put into their phone, and there were kind of safety concerns about that. But then Samsung went went out with the Note 7 and <laughs> that kind yeah. of blew that out of the water. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that the same company that Samsung buys batteries from? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Came yeah. out with a bang. <laughs> yeah, but they bounced back. Yeah, I'm with Door too, uh, with the, like, the regulation. I mean, does it really need to be there, right? Like, it, it's just more more reach. Well, yeah, I mean... That's if... the EU, though, really. Yeah. I think it is the you. I mean, I would understand if consumers like in the 90th percentile would say the reason I got rid of my phone was the batteries didn't last as long. If that was the real huge reason why people got rid of their phone, then I can almost understand the government wanting to regulate the ability to put a fresh battery in it. If that's the real reason you're getting rid of your phone. Um, I highly think that's not. The reason. Well, if it's an open market, it'll settle itself out anyway. You know, if you make a better product that you can actually keep for more than three or four years because you can replace the battery, people are going to buy it. Well, I mean, unless it has an Apple on it, then it doesn't matter. They're going to buy it anyway. Sorry to everybody, the Mac geek and Swift in the in the chat talking up Apple because no, I'm not going to have any of that. <laughs> Yeah, and and now we also see now what about the uh, EU saying about USB C? Because mm. they also said that everything has to, in air quote, use that. Well, that's yeah, dumb well, too. Is... But everything should use that. So like this, I just exactly. got a, a speaker, an anchor speaker, uh, a little one, which is pretty sweet. And then you open up the the waterproof cover, and it's this old school USB. Like, what? I don't understand. Yeah, my headphones are the same. It's like really, what what's wrong with USB C? If you can do, put um, USB-B in there, whatever it was, USB 2, we can put in USB-C, can't we? Yeah, the micro and the mini. Um, mm, micro and mini. I'm a huge fan of USB-C as well, but I will also paraphrase, because I won't remember it correctly, what Jerry Hildebrand, which I'm also probably saying his name wrong, on Android Authority Podcast said. It doesn't matter what the EU regulates, Apple will find a way to make it their own to where if you buy a generic USB cable and you plug it up to your i whatever device mm. it's not going to have all the same functionality as if you buy an Apple cable. 
um, because the open because the USB C spec is kind of open that can allow many different things to happen. There are many unused pins. Is I think the exact way it is in the USB standard that you can decide to use how you want to use. So because of that, Apple will always find a way to screw the end user, screw the consumer into you have to buy my cables or else you are less of a man. You know, it's like you become a eunuch when you decide to use other cables. It's like the bubbles in the messages turn the wrong color and all of a sudden, ew, daddy, he's touching me. That guy's using a third party cable. Yeah. An aftermarket cable. Well, for me, I don't care if it's USB-C. I mean, I, I like USB-C because of the reasons that basically the reason that it's easy to put into the slot there. <laughs> you don't have to worry about which way it's going. But right, I mean, right, right. I will give I will give Apple credit for those magnetic cables or the charging cables. And I don't know how efficient yeah. that is or what, but being able to kick it and not worry about busting a pin like that's. Dude, I needed that on my NES back in 86. So my brother walked by, he didn't tear the whole console off the friggin' the dresser, jerk. (laughs) We've got a a position now where the market is dominated by one player. You've got virtual monopoly going with Apple, and they can do what they want. And the market, the consumer, doesn't realize there are options, you know, because they're they're young people and they they buy Apple iPhones. You and I... We've been around this this uh, this rodeo for a while. We've seen different models, different makes, different hardware, different cables, different Bluetooth standards, whatever. And we know there are other options. These new new young people today coming along don't know the difference. Don't know they're alive. Well, and people always go with the path path of less friction. Yeah. If they and the iPhone is definitely incredibly identifiable in a crowd almost as identifiable as this bad looking device um pixel 6 uh, but it's because it's so identifiable it's just easy to say oh i'll have that you know plus the, the parents buy them so, a new one every year so they don't care yeah oh well apple goodness. apple yeah. is easy as well like it's a a simple product for sorry guys in the chat room simple people <laughs> and uh well, it's for people that don't want to overthink it well and that and that's right and i was thinking about that today as i was sideloading an spk or an apk uh i, I wasn't but i could have i really could have you could have onto my android device and just realizing just how locked down i mean i you know everybody knows this but when you start really thinking about it and it is it's just it's whatever they want to put on there mm-hmm. or whatever they let through and that's it I mean, it's it's not only it's not only a, a monoculture, but it's it's a censorship culture as well. Yeah, we come to expect right. that from Apple, though, haven't we? It's like they've always been a walled garden. They never let they've never played nice with anything else. So fine, I'll um, talk for ten minutes, and then you say walled garden, which is what I was trying to come up with, but I couldn't. So I had to. <laughs> Somebody yes, there had to are say walls. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I suppose we better talk about some um, apps. Oh yeah. You got any more news, Dor? Uh, the only other news I have is in the short term, uh, Walmart is launching a, uh, I want to say it's called Phone P. Oh, yeah. P-H-O-N-E-P-E, which is basically going to be a standalone app store to the Google App Store. Um, I mean, look, open ecosystems allow this kind of competition. Um, I don't know if, I mean, look, I'll just put it like this. I don't see people in trailer parks buying phones, and spending a lot of money on in-app purchases. So with that said, 
I don't know if the Walmart's phone PE will be any success at all, except if it just allows the Walmarteers easier access to ordering toilet paper delivery in a rush kind of thing. I, I don't know. Isn't this a repeat of the Amazon Fire phone? I mean, yes, no, kind of. Um, it requires less investment from Walmart because all they got to do is tell manufacturers that when we sell your phones, we'll put your phones up front and we'll absorb like 10% of the cost if you put our app store on your phone mm. by default. I mean, so dumb. It's so dumb. It, to me, it, the only thing I can think of it is it is a piss poor attempt into trying to inject themselves into the modern ecosystem but hell for all i know in six months it'll be really successful and walmart will be worth even another billion dollars yeah but walmart is everywhere in the u.s isn't it it so, is like a disease yes yeah so you can go yeah, it's up here anywhere it's up here too buy, buy a phone yeah it's like gonorrhea in baltimore <laughs> chlamydia in wellington <laughs> yeah it's everywhere it's, it's actually it's literally everywhere um, but yeah, that's the only other like news related topics, except for the fact I will just say, um, we still have people like the nothing phone putting out stuff and it's like, it's getting, it's literally like sliding down a jelly roll. It's getting no traction whatsoever. Mm. Um, I don't know what that company can do in order to get some notoriety, some traction, some besides YouTube influencers showing off their stupid backlights. I don't see how it's going to be successful. The Walmart. Oh, yeah. The Walmart uh, App Store. What is is it? Just so they can take a cut of all the the sales and in app purchases from the their own store, or like what is the what is the actual point to doing that if it's not to just create influence on people or make money? Uh, it is not to make money. In fact, they are going to do in app commission free purchases and commission-free app purchases. So where Apple takes 30%, Android, depends on your popularity, takes 30%. This Walmart app says it will take nothing. You will get 100% of the transaction. So what? I don't, I still, until you don't, not quite see. What's that? Until you don't. Yeah, well, there you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you have to migrate all your apps to the Android Play Store. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, I don't even think they know there's, I think they're literally just throwing it against the wall and seeing what's going to stick. And if something does stick, they're just going to ride that wave and try to. Well, it's, do a, clever, it's a clever play because they know that the big problem with the third third system is the apps, app compatibility. You've either got to be an iPhone or an Android, and um, you know, if you're going to come up with a third one, you've got to. You, it's the same re reason Microsoft failed in the phone world. Well, they continuously Blackboard. fail. Um, yeah, but is it um, a different well, OS or is it just an app store? Oh, I guarantee you, it's just Android with. And it's going to have both the Play Store and their app on it, but it's going to default, more than likely, I'm going to guess, to the Walmart App Store. But is it called Walmart OS? It's called Walmart Phone PE. Wow, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but now let's talk about something completely different. <laughs> Please. And Yeah, I know. Uh, and I'm going to bring a suite of games that I did not know. All three of them existed. I'm going to say that. Um and they were on sale this previous week. Another reason to put things on your wish list. It is the Doom and Destiny series. Uh, and I have talked about this in the past. I have talked about Doom and Destiny. And I talked about Doom and Destiny Advance. I didn't know there was a third game, Doom and Destiny Worlds. Um, the only way I can put this is 
These are games that if you hearken back to the golden age of like um um Super Nintendo RPGs, we have to go around, get XP, go into multiple battles, level up your characters, and you know, in air quotes, save the world. These are those games, except it is injected with a metric ton of modern day adult humor. Because you're not a knight, a mage, and a wizard, and a thief. You are four nerds who don't have Wi-Fi anymore. And your only reason to doing this is you need to get back to technology and Wi-Fi because this life is killing you. Um, many hours, I want to say the first one was uh, nine hours. The second one, I want to say they said was like 18 hours. And the third one, I want to say they said was upwards of 40 hours worth of content. Um, each one, at one, when they're on sale, were less than $5. Um, which I know is a lot for an Android app, but I will say it also is available on other platforms, Android, Steam, and other things. Um, I'm a huge fan of this genre because you don't need to know anything when you pick it up. You just hit buttons, read the text, put it down, forget everything. Three weeks later, pick it up, hit start. You don't need to remember anything. It's all right there in front of you and just keep playing forward and keep amassing your beers and your herbal remedies for health kind of thing, uh, and, and just have fun. And I would say this, the adult humor is quite adult, indeed heavily adult, but still, I'll say, very, very funny. So this is different to the um, the RPG, no, no, sorry, the shooting, first-person shooter that came out in, like, 1995. The what? Doom. Oh, yeah. This is yeah, different yeah. to Doom. No first-person shooter. Doom and well. Destiny, not Doom. No. That's right. 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 Yeah, no. Show my age here. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought this was awesome. Um, I will say I played through the entire first game. Uh, it's a question of having time to play through the other games. Um, but, you know, bang for the buck ratio, how much you get versus how much you watch it. Easily, this is better payback than paying to go watch a movie, is the way I'll say. Because the movie is only an hour and a half, two hours. These are easily multiple hours of content. Cool. Um, you got any games, Josh? Been playing any games? And I like, I totally brought a, uh, Hardware news this time, so back off, man. <laughs> Don't expect <Apps>. miracles. <laughs> I'm working on it. You got one you can you can go with? I'll, I'll do the next one. Okay, okay. Well, speaking of gaming, uh, the biggest event in the sports calendar, in the New Zealand sports calendar, indeed the world sports calendar, uh, has just started, and it's the Rugby World Cup 2023. New Zealand uh, champions twice, the first First game was held, the first World Cup was held in New Zealand in 1987, and um, the uh, the World Cup is now currently being played in France. And we uh, New Zealand uh, played the first game against France and promptly lost. Um, so it's getting interesting. And to keep abreast of everything that's happening in France on the other side of the world, uh, I have been using the Rugby World Cup 2023 official app. So this is actually a really good app. I'm a bit wary of um, official apps. Um, but this one's actually quite good. Um, probably best if I share my screen and um, you can see what I mean. Uh, just a moment. There we go. Right, here it is. So there's the Rugby World Cup app. And we can see at the top here we've got um, the different uh, games that are coming up. You can, uh, it's got sort of like uh, stories of um, the games or, or when, when they're on uh, and where they're being played. You get articles. We've got uh, details of the pool matches. There's four pools, I think, or six pools, uh, and who's who's playing, all straight from the from the launch screen. So here are the pools here: Pool D, Pool A, and New Zealand is currently third. So we've got a we've got to pull out a couple of wins. France and Italy are top of our pool. 
we've got to pull out a couple of wins in the next uh, few days to to actually get get through to the um, semi-finals. Um, so down here we've got uh, matches. So Japan just played Samoa. Japan beat Samoa by six points. That was a that was a good game. I just watched the highlights on that. It was really good. So you can go through and check out the highlights. You can cast those highlights to your TV. Let's have a look. If you've got a minute, here we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's cool. So you get, yeah, so they've got uh, official highlights, uh, highlight reels. So it only take about three or four minutes. Shows all the tries that are going on. This one's a real belter. Uh, and of course, half the Japanese what team were actually Samoan, so, <laughs> so it's a it's a winner. <laughs> it's a winner this for is both. Lacrosse? This is lacrosse, you said. <laughs> this is rugby, Jesus. Yeah. Well, didn't, Tell them didn't, to get stuffed. <laughs> um, uh, actually, multiple Zealand. multiple countries playing uh, as opposed to the uh, to the rugby uh, to the uh, whatever you guys have over there um, that football game that you guys play. Um, and you've got match highlights. You've got uh, a whistle watch. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff going on in the app. You can spend you can spend ages. If you're a bit of a, rug, a rugby fan, um, it's got uh, also match predictors, fantasy leagues, news, all that sort of stuff. So everything you could want, really. You didn't go into settings. No, I didn't go into settings. <laughs> didn't the All Blacks lose to France? Was that the first game? Yeah, that's what I said. We lost the first game. Um, by quite a lot. Say to, to who though? You lost to France. France man. Lost to France. Yeah, yeah. it was France. <laughs> it was the uh, it was the opening match in France. France in France. Um, and there was no way we were ever going to win it. The, the The ref was dodgy from the start. So ah, ah there it is. I'm glad it when happened. When in doubt, blame the ref. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I, I thought you said you were New Zealand. That sounds like an American trait there. Um, <laughs> A, I love the fact that it has actual highlights, number one. Uh, yeah. Number two, I'm really happy it's not a single elimination thing to where you guys are still in it because, you know, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, um, there's not a lot of sports that I enjoy the highlights from, but I watched the, I don't I want to say it was a highlight reel from the New Zealand Blacks female team where they literally made something like 12 tackles in like 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, they, they work hard. Women's rugby oh, is really, my- really coming on. It's really good. Dude, they were like complete beast mode where you could see they would make the tackle and then immediately, without hesitation, go back and reset. And they were like almost like pumping, like like waiting for the, go ahead, pick up the ball, go pick up the ball, go pick up the ball, yeah. go pick up the ball to just nail them again kind of thing. Yeah. And then you see the occasional woman walking off the field, like half her face is covered in blood and she turns around and gives the other player the finger. <laughs> yeah. That's how sports it's supposed to be. I'm just exactly, saying. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a pretty aggressive game, actually. Yeah. Um, and we don't yeah. have helmets and chest pads and that sort of crap. So it's great. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you want to watch an exciting sport that's different to uh, baseball or um, what, what do you guys call it? American football? Uh, it's just it's football. football. Football, right, yeah, or soccer. Um, give rugby a go. And, yeah, check out the Rugby World Cup. You know what I like better than rugby? Aussie rules football. Oh, I you never understood that, that over game. there. I could no? never understand oh, that game. They've, they've tried to get it going here a couple of times, but no, it seems to be really only popular in – a certain area of Australia. I mean, it's big in Australia, but a certain one area of it, that's all they play. That's all they look at. I think it's around Melbourne. Yeah, but yeah. never answer. Weird game. Absolutely weird game. It is pretty weird, but it's uh, it's fun because you can actually throw the ball forward. Well, you can kick the ball forward or knock it forward. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah and, that t- and to be honest, that's my only hang-up about rugby is I really have no idea of the rules, but I know when something really good's happening. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, because somebody's doing something really, like, literally marching down the field, bowling through people like they're pieces of paper, 
and just destroying everybody. Well, I like going back Good on stuff. YouTube and watching some of the old matches from the 70s and 80s and where, you know, it was a lot more violent and <laughs> expecting to have fights and stuff. That was, that was part of the game. But now it's um, now it's kind of knocked. That was before it was professional. Now it's all uh, locked mm. down and controlled. And, yeah, so now their pinkies out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're a little bit more professional. <laughs> they got their pinkies out, yeah. Well, I see you drinking your drink, Dor. You always got your pinky out when you're sipping whatever it is in your glass. Well, that's because I'm a SpongeBob fan. I'm a god. When in doubt, pinky's out. Yeah. So what's that link there, Josh? Uh, that is called Yo Link, and it's by Yo Smart Inc. And it's a uh, smart home simplify your life. So these are, or this app is an app that just notifies me when. The temperature sensor you can set. So, duh, start over. <laughs> we bought a quarter cow and a and a, a full pig. Threw them into the freezers. When they cold? But now there's the issue of it, if the freezer breaks and you don't realize it, oh, what's yeah. going to happen to this meat? You'll be a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So the so, so let me tell you, Dor. I got this. It's a temperature and humidity sensor. But it's actually kind of a big brick that uh, has a screen on it and everything. And so you, if you order now, they'll send you two, which I did. And mm. then you throw one in each in each uh, freezer. And it uses, what is it, LoRa? Mm -hmm. um, in order to connect to a hub. And then you mm -hmm. connect that hub to the internet. And, and so LoRa is like Wi-Fi, but less throughput, less bandwidth, less speed. But it's better at like long range, long range slow, yeah. constant signal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they, they, people are saying that they are putting these things around a farm and being able to pick it up mm -hmm. with the uh, with the hub. And so basically, you can set it to send you an alert, or you know, you can always monitor the temperature and the humidity of wherever the the sensor is, or you can get the app to send you an alert if the temperature goes up. So that's what I'm using it for. Uh, I just installed this yesterday, and <clears throat> it seems to work. The uh, It was uh, showing me the temperature, and I had set the temperature, and then I put it in, and it sent me a notification and an email as the temperature was going down that it was higher than it was supposed to. So taking that as a win. And so right. I set this up on, I have a, an IoT network, which is just things like this that I don't really want creeping around on my, my home network. Right. And so, yeah, YoLink. Very cool. Yeah, and I will say um, LoRa is the way I pronounce it, L-O-R-A, is perfect for things like this because you don't need to know the split second something happens. You can have a three or even five minute, hell, even a half an hour delay, and you're still just fine. Um, it is a kind of networking infrastructure where uh, you just need to know something has happened. You don't need to know something happened a split second ago. So for... Um, uh, temperature settings in freezers, uh, water settings in like um, water heaters kind of thing. If it, if it is leaking, LoRa is perfect. And I will say, Maryland is a farming state. Let's just get that out of the way. Yes, there's a city in the middle called Baltimore, but everywhere else there's farms. Uh, LoRa is going everywhere out there to where they are because they want to monitor, you know, how many cows are in this area. Um, how is the temperature dew point over here? Um, all kinds of stuff like that. And I know um, one of my friends works on a farm doing their uh, diesel 
engine work, but he also tells me about all of the tech stuff that they have going on. And, and, and I know for a fact, like half of it is LoRa sensors, just, you know, how many chickens walk through the door kind of thing in a day kind of thing, just to make sure that they all came back kind of stuff. So this is really cool. And I want to say, I never heard of this app, but it looks, you know, like it does exactly what it says it does. Does yeah, it matter what kind the, of hardware you got attached to it? Well, that, that's, it? no, it's a, it's a Yolink device. Oh, okay. So you have to buy the Yolink device to get it. Well, to yeah, I mean, I was buying the Yolink device anyway, so this is one of those third, or the, the I guess, proprietary app or the, you know, the company app. Um, but it actually has 3.7 average reviews, which is pretty high for <laughs> most of the time you get an IoT device or something like that, and mm -hmm. the app is absolute garbage. Um, this one I heard on a, a podcast that somebody was using, so I decided to, to try it. But I, and Dora, do the, do, are all the cows or probably have some sort of radio? Yeah, on their ears. Yeah, yeah, RFID tags. Can you put those on kids yet, or is that still frowned upon? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah. Only if you're a Democrat. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah, yeah. How about them cowboys? <laughs> oh, how about the queen? Oh, no. Wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. All right, I think we're back to you, Doom and Destiny. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm going to bring another game only because the first iteration of this game I brought I got multiple, like, threatening emails. Why did you show me this? <laughs> I hate you kind of app. Um, the first one was basically just called Retro Bowl. This one is basically a continuation in the series. This one is called Retro Bowl Challenge. Uh, this takes the idea of the old um, Tecmo Bowl-style gameplay and brings it to a college atmosphere. But there's a lot more to it. Okay, I'm going to pause the video for the people who are watching. Uh, where it gives you almost like Madden-style layouts of what's going to happen with this play. So it gives you that level of detail uh, in the same style of Retro Bowl. When you throw the ball to your receiver, you have no control over it. The receiver basically keeps going straight. So it isn't like a full Madden experience. But more through the video, if you watch it, it actually goes through like the entire college career and the uh, uh, college season of the ups and downs, people getting hurt, people getting traded. Uh, season dramatics going on kind of thing. Um, there's like the dilemma, like one of the um, dilemmas that happen in air quote in a season is the faculty have determined that you take action after the Neil Croft was found to have cheated during his recent academic assignment. Do you discipline the player or do you ignore the in incident? And things like that keep happening throughout the season. So you have to like tread carefully on what you decide to do. You don't want to make the player too mad at the same token you don't want to just let them get away with murder kind of thing um so if you were a fan of the old tecmo bowl or super tecmo bowl or retro bowl uh <laughs> retro bowl uh college might be the exact thing that sends you into a spiral of calling out of work maybe or <laughs> spending a lot of time on the toilet at work kind of thing is what i'll say i do that anyway <laughs> well the, at least it's not rugby What's wrong with rugby? Come on. <laughs> Canada likes rugby too. So it's not ice hockey. <laughs> oh, I don't know. NHL 95 is one of the best games that's ever coming out or ever came out. Yeah, some of them classic um, hockey games are awesome. Can you even so, yeah, fight in a hockey it. game anymore? Um, it, I mean, you would. I would have to say yes. 
just because it's like not allowing you to steal a base in baseball. I mean, it's what hockey is. Yeah. I know nothing about ice hockey. You know it's on ice. <laughs> <There you laughs> That's go. about all I know. <laughs> Maybe I should go and find an Android app that, uh, an Android game that is all about ice hockey. Might convert me. Uh, okay, I've got another rep. This one's called uh, Musia, M-U-Z-I-A. So it's um, this is an always-on display app for your music player. So if you're out walking the dog or um, just listen to your music uh, with, the, with your phone in your pocket or listen to a podcast and you've switched your screen off, this will uh, come up with a, a like a front screen on, on your screen, which will give you options to control your media. This is not a music player. It is a shell on top of your regular music player that is active on your on a blank screen. So if you turn the screen off, this will work uh, on there. So it displays your album images uh, and media controls, so you can go back and forth. Uh, and uh, you can when you if you get a message or an instant message uh, on your phone, you can you can read it and apparently you can interact with it. But it's never worked for me with regular text messages. Um, it probably works a lot better for uh, things like WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger, which I don't use. Uh, but I can I can see text messages that I re- that I receive. I can see messages that I receive on Signal, but I can't reply to them. But I assume it would be a different story if it was WhatsApp or something else. Um, also, it shows the album art for the particular artist you're listening to uh, on on the screen. And um, although because I use Vi Music. It doesn't play very well with Vi Music, but it does work very well with um, Spotify. So I think basically this is designed for the for the mainstream applications, not the ones that are not free and open source ones. So if you're using Spotify or Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp, this is, this is a really good option. Um, also, it will show you the weather. You can activate the weather, but then you have to give it location permission and that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, I've been using it for a while now, and, and it's been really handy because I find it quite annoying if I'm, if I'm out and my phone is in my pocket, and uh, I get a message, or um, or, or I want to skip a skip a um, skip a song or skip a podcast. Uh, I have to pull out the phone. I have to activate the screen, and then I can and then I can go from there. But now I can just pull out pull out the phone, and it's got it right there in front of me, and I can just press a button once and put it back in. It's not not a big deal. Very simple little app. Uh, got a bit of work to do, I think, but it's still a bit buggy. Like I said, we're working with uh, the lesser known apps, but it seems seems to be well well done. Apart from that, will it work with Podcast Addicts? Yes, I work. I use it on Podcast Addict, and it works on that fine. Nice, yeah. very cool. Yeah, I will say there's definitely a use case for this because it gives you a unified interface. Whether you're listening to the Audible um, audiobook player, Spotify, Podcast Addict, or other things, it's nice to have a unified interface for these kinds of things. So I will. I I like what they're doing is the way I'll put it. Um, but you know, I don't know if I need it. I don't know. I thought I thought the same, but I started using. It. I just tried it out for a week and found out I didn't want to get rid of it. And that's you know that's that's a good sign of a good app, I suppose. Is that you know you try it for a while, you think you might not need it, but then you actually end up using it quite a lot. So it was good. Gotcha. Is it uh, very cool? Does it pull your battery? Um, it will show you your batteries. Uh, no, but does it like does it draw any uh, batteries? I assume it does. It will, but it, I haven't noticed. I mean, my phone just drinks battery anyway, so. <laughs> What's one more app? <laughs> Takes a lot to like turn that thing around. Exactly. Sometimes I have to I have to charge my phone three times in a day. It's incredible. <laughs> wow. So basically, it sounds like you buy a lot of phones, but you just downgrade each time. 
<laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much yeah i spend more money and i get a worse phone every time yeah yeah nice one might as well buy an apple <laughs> i would say it could be worse but i don't know what that would be <laughs> oh you have some more apps josh yep this is a uh, ox chat or ox chat i'm not really sure i'll call it ox chat by ox chat li- chat limited 100 plus downloads this is like a, a, a door app here. Um, well, just 100 plus downloads. So this is a messaging secret chat for private conversations using Noster protocol. Ding, ding, ding. You, had me, you, you had me at secret. <laughs> well, but that's the thing is. So I, I sent it on our Voxer and Ivor, in his infinite wisdom, used his private key to log into it. Uh, no, I mean, that's the thing about Noster is that you have to give up that private key in order to log in to any sort of apps. So, I mean, eventually it might just, one app might just start, I don't know what it could do. I mean, it could send messages that aren't from you. But anyway, that's a nonsensical diatribe. The uh, So he, Ivor logged in with his private key and then sent me a message and I hadn't even, I still haven't done that yet. Um, but I saw the message come up under the private messages on Amethyst, mm. which is interesting because I guess it makes sense if you are sending, you're going to be using the relays, the same relays that any of the apps are using. And so they would pick them up as a private message. So I don't, does that make sense? Like, is it? Somebody stop me or somebody well, talk for a minute. No, I mean, because Nostra is a protocol, it would make sense that other things should be able to pick it up. Um, the only way it wouldn't is if this application was doing an extra layer of encryption that only it knew. So it was in combination, both the private keys of its application and the person to make the messages incredibly secure and private is what I'll say. So it makes sense that other apps can do it. Um, I will say looking at the notes and the uh, description of the app, they're definitely on board for the more experienced user at first as well. Put it just because it says about this app nips supported NPO one basic protocol flow description NPO two contact list and pet names nip four. So apparently no nip three nip four. Encryption direct messaging. This is like a, a change log almost type thing that's meant for, I would say, more developers. So, again, this is the kind of application where if you want to make an impression, you download this app, you install this app, you go through the settings menu, and you say contact developer, and you give them input, and I guarantee you, you'll get more reaction from an application like this than the normal one. That's Noster in general at this point. I mean, you just reach mm-hmm. out to the developer on Noster, and, and I'm sure that they're eager to hear. But the, I mean, I I don't know what the, the private chat encrypt. I don't even know where you were reading that from. For one, I was looking for it, but I can't see any other information on here. Um, or are you are you on a different website or something, door? Not the Google Play Store. No, no. If I see secured chatting app, I take that as private secure well it doesn't actually say secure on here it says secret so there is that as well (laughs) there's a difference (laughs) there's a difference because i don't know i mean i wouldn't feel comfortable 
just using an open Nostra protocol. And because I remember when first got onto it, you know, that's the, the talk was don't use this and feel like it's an encrypted chat messaging system. Right. Well, I mean, now, devil's advocate, truth be told, it doesn't matter what you put on your phone. The phone ecosystem is more, and uh, national standards have it more privatized and private behind rules and regulations than like your car. If you didn't see the recent Mozilla posting, um, it was something like eight out of 10 manufacturers polled and investigated capture everything about you, including how much sex you have, um, where you go, when you go, how you go and everything. And they give it away basically for free. Uh, where in phones, you at least sometimes have to do like a subpoena and you have to do like, you know, in like, like unencrypt data kind of stuff where with cars, it just gives it all away. So if you're worried about, you know, privacy and security kind of things, get an 86 Camaro <laughs> or like a, or like a 1990 Harley Davidson, because they're all, your automobile is giving up 10 times more information than these apps are. Keep assuming that I have a car that's new enough to have any sort of computer in it. Not quite. I'm saying most people do. Not that fancy. Ivor, he probably gets a car every year. I have a donkey. I know. Donkey. <laughs> I ride a donkey to work. <laughs> you just give your kid the donkey, then let yeah. him ride it to work. Yeah. Uh, I think my car goes back yeah. to 2007. Yeah, it's still got a CD player in it. No, it's got a mini disc player as well. CD player and a mini disc player. No way. Yeah, it hasn't even got an auxiliary port on the stereo. <laughs> Oh, I've got some yeah, Garth uh, Brooks mini discs if you want me to send them to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send them down. <laughs> you have uh, wireless uh, tire pressure sensor gauges? No. <laughs> you sure? Wireless tire pressure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm with because you if it was an option in your car, it's in every car. It's just not enabled in the dash because that's another way they track you around. Okay. From 2007, though? Yeah, pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had a 99, I want to say, with Tire pressure sensor gauges. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Bottom line is there's no such thing as privacy. Move on. Yeah. That's what I'm finding more and more. Mm -hmm. Nothing to see here. So do you think those tire pressure gauges would, would alert the, the uh, authorities if you're trying to smuggle cocaine in the wheels and the tires? Um, what I'll say is in major cities uh, and on major highways, they not only monitor the unique identifier, which is almost like a MAC address for wireless tire pressure sensors uh so they know where you're going where when you've been there uh but in inner cities they also uh, also uh have lots of um like we have in here in the state of maryland easy pass it's a toll system where you have the device on your windshield um what a lot of people don't know you can go into a major city they sometimes have hundreds if not thousands of those same readers in the cities just to keep track of where you're at in the city so yeah, if you're really worried about privacy, walk or, you know, carjack somebody else's car and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, and then um, John in the in the chat was uh, asking if it was if this is better than say signal and I would say it depends on what you're what you're doing, but no, I mean if you're looking for a secure encrypted end-to-end -end, uh, encrypted app then I would use something other than this, but as far as something that's cool, I would, I would go with the, the Nostra Protocol chat app. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, I've got another one. Cool. Uh, this app is called CloudStream. Now, I'm going to preface this with a warning. 
this is not exactly the most secure app you'll find you'll be able to find this is called cloudstream and um I kind of stumbled on this when my daughter said she was um, using a, a website, I think it was called Soap Today, to watch different movies on. Um, yeah, Soap Today. S-O-A-P number two day. Um, and I thought, oh, what, what kind of website is that? So I had a look at it, and it was basically any movie you want is, is on there, and TV series and whatever. Um, but this one, and there are there are multiple websites like that around around the web. These are all hosted in different countries outside of the copyright protections that uh, other sort of Western democracies enjoy. Um, and this what this app does kind of uh, acts as a search engine for those types of um, movie streaming, TV streaming, or uh, TV program uh, websites that, that offer them for free on, on on the website. So this kind of pulls them all into one app. Uh, Again, I'll, I'll, I would preface this with a warning. I would say you got you got to be very clear about what you're um, what you're installing on your on your phone and where where it's drawing information from. And and I'm not exactly very comfortable with this app being on my phone, but I've found it's got all sorts of programs and movies and things that I want to watch uh, that I haven't been able to find on a, on a torrent search. So um, so I'm, I'm keeping it on there at the moment. Uh, the way it works is basically. Um, it ha it, you put in, um, you have to go onto the GitHub repository or no, onto their um, their Discord server. Actually, you have to go into the Discord site and get a link which gives you a consolidated link of, of all the uh, different movie site links, and you can feed that into into the app, and then it will pull those up as a different uh, server. Um, you know, I'll show you what I mean. Here it is. So this is. Um, there's we uh, option down here. These are all the different uh, websites that it has access to. So if you want to find a particular uh, movie, let's say, because um, I was asking Dora about uh, the deadliest catch, so I put that in. You can search these um, streams uh, for, and it, it comes up for for each for each one the search results for those. So I can then go into into one of them, and I've got an option to Chromecast at the top there, which is good for me. Uh, and it will show me all the seasons. Dang. Yeah, uh, and you can either play directly from the uh, from the app itself, and then Chromecast it I'm using uh, VLC, or download it to your to your hard drive, um, to your hard disk, and uh, transfer it onto your Aplex server or or whatever. Um, yeah. So again, just a, a bit of warning: be careful about what you're doing with it, um, and the kind of files that you're downloading if you especially if you're downloading maybe streaming is a bit a bit safer but if you're looking for that one particular uh particular um program that uh has been evading you on the torrent search or is not on doors plex server then um then this might be a, a good option for you does it have the castle oh, I, ah. I think it does yes <laughs> we've got to mention the castle uh, so yeah, this is the sorry. There's someone in, in the chat saying, uh, "Is this on F Droid or the Play Store?" I tried to find it on F Droid. Um, I thought I had found it. Oh, it is on F Droid. I did find it on on Droidify. That's that's the store I'm using, which is basically just a front end for F Droid. So it should be on there. But when I search on the web uh, on the F Droid website, it's, it doesn't come up. But if you go into the app, um, that that should work all right. But yeah, it is a bit of a a, a bit tricky to set up start off with because you have to you have to go to their discord server get the right link put that into the settings uh and then um and then away you go you, you got basic access to anything you want right i yeah this is kind of like a cody plugin is the way i'll put it yeah, yeah, yeah. um 
The reason the Discord server exists is because every three months, six months, nine months, whatever, the one service that you really relied on will somehow die or change. Yeah, yeah. So you got to go back to the Discord server, get an updated link to update all of the um, extensions to allow all the other different feeds in there. I, I can see this is the kind of app that if my wife had access to, <laughs> um, she might get fired from her job. That's the way I'll put it. <laughs> Because this has, because it looked like it had literally everything you could search for would be there. Yeah. Even stuff that, you know, like my son tried to tell me that there was a cover up where there was some kid reality TV show in the early 2000s that was in the middle of Arizona where they like starved these kids and they were like, oh, God, that's a dude, there's no cover up. Okay. The show sucked. Nobody wants to watch it. That's why you can't find it anymore. And then, of course, the wife found it on Amazon. You could stream it for like five bucks. Mm. So there you go. There's the massive cover up. It's hiding in there in plain sight on Amazon. <laughs> um, so it wouldn't shock me if that's the kind of service where if you look even that kind of weird show, one-off show up, you could, you could probably find it. Yeah, so I read, oh, sorry, Swift in the chat saying, uh, what's the Discord server to find it? If you, um, if you go into the app itself and, and under the settings, uh, when as part of the setup process, it'll, it'll direct you to the Discord server. I can't forget what it's called. Yeah, it, it looks like it's called L-A-G-R-A-P-P-S. Labrams. Like large apps. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the link is right there. Yeah, so I mean, it's got it. But the other thing is, um, it, we're, it's it's a bit hit and miss with some things. Like uh, a couple of documentaries I want to watch, it doesn't have the links to it. it just has the it says it gives you the the link to it, but it doesn't have the option to download it or stream it. So that it means there's not any uh, supporting website for it that that hosts it. So which right. is a bit, a bit so it has like sometimes. the so it has like the album art and the description. Yeah, but not the ability, not to, the ability play. to play. So it, it yeah. right. so it could be that kind of thing. Wait eight, eight hours, search again, and it's, it's yeah, there. Yeah, or or a week or two, and it might be back to, you know, if you're looking for the late, right. like when June two comes out, it's already advertising June two on on its um on on the app saying, uh, you know, this is going to be available, and then it's going to have a whole bunch of cam footage and stuff like that for for new releases. Oh, but yeah, but um, uh, cam footage sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. And this is called Cloud Stream. Is that the CloudStream, yeah, yeah. So I'll put a, a link to the to the GitHub site. Yeah, I got the, the GitHub, chat. but I'm trying to get it on F-Droid, but I can't. Yeah, well, if you go to Droidify, which is another F-Droid app store. I'm trying to get the Droidify as well. <laughs> it's definitely on, on that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, the, the other thing is, um, so what I've done is I've downloaded a couple of files and put them, put them onto my Plex server, and they they work fine when you're not using Android TV. If I try to watch those files using Android TV, some files, not all of them, one or two, um, for some reason they don't play on Android TV. They'll play on a computer, they'll play on a phone, they'll play on another device, but they won't play on Android TV. I don't know why. Yeah, I have, um, oh man, I have, um, what's it called? The video transcoder application that has like Hawaiian pineapples on it. Oh, yeah, it's from yeah. France. Yeah. Handbrake. Handbrake. Handbrake yeah. Um, I have Handbrake where everything I ever download from anything, I always put through Handbrake with these default settings. And if I don't do that, it's like, yeah, sometimes it works on Android, won't work on desktop, or will work on this Samsung TV, and it won't work over there kind of thing. Weird things. I pump everything through Handbrake. And when I do, unfortunately, the file size is always, you know, 10, 20% bigger, but it always runs everywhere. Oh, okay. So you just convert it to an MP4 file in Handbrake? Uh, I, I can't remember the format I do, but I know it's like one of the basic plain and air quote formats in Handbrake, and it always works. Okay, I'll try that then. Yeah, that's a good idea. 
I can come here and click this and output and then click on movies. And yeah, everything is MP, M4V. M4V, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems to work everywhere. It, I need it to work is the way I put it. Mm. Very cool. Do you have any more apps there, Josh? Oh, yeah. Any guesses on as to what they are or what they're uh, focused on? Has something to do with uh, uh, your self-sufficient farming? Uh, no, that would be that would actually Most be interesting. Um, Bitcoin. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this one is called Spring, and it's Spring the Noster browser by Noster Band, and it's a hundred plus downloads as well. And it basically gives you the lowdown as to what's happening on the the Noster network. So it has trending notes, trending profiles, and then it has a list of apps that you can use and it's so it's an app but it's also a browser as part of it and i haven't really i mean it's got snort integrated into it which is a app and there's a bunch of apps on the bottom so you can go through and kind of just explore the nostra network a little bit more you know there's another one that i haven't looked into very much but seems to be gaining a bit of traction is is Vendata and it's using I don't know exactly how it's working it's using AI but it's a, a data vending machine where you can say I want this done and I want to pay this many sats for it and then I don't know if there's competing AI uh, apps or what it is but you can yeah you can you can have jobs done uh, and then pay in small amounts of Bitcoin in order to so do like five or yeah, an AI fiver, I guess, because you can, you know you got to make sure you have lots of fiber in your diet. No, nobody. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Yeah, so it's kind of like uh, dare I say I uh, to me the way I would describe this to like the uninitiated, it's almost like a um ah, it's almost like a bulletin board of everything going on the happenings in Noster, including new apps to check out new updates um, information on what's new kind of stuff and like affiliated services but it's huh. only only for Noster. it's not it's not like a general right. browser it's just for stuff right. that's happening on Noster. yeah right and to be honest i kind of like this idea because i've never seen in the past where this kind of broad range is the way i'll put it information is available but yet it's in this one niche niche of just this stuff so yeah it's like if you need to get your fill of all the information surrounding this new protocol here you go or if you just want to dip your toe in to the nostril waters you know it's kind of a easy way to have things that are consolidated so you can just hit a button and then get lost in the world of nostril and then throw your phone down in disgust and frustration and walk away. Mm -hmm. And then you have to pay somebody to fix your little goofy to pay camera on there. 350 bucks. Yeah. I know it happened, Ivor. I know it happened. <laughs> and you can go to the steak and shake and get a steak that's not very good and a shake that's not very good. My next phone's a Walmart phone. Walmart P phone. Yeah, I want to get. I, I tried to trade my phone for my buddy's 7 uh, Eleven phone. <laughs> All right, Dor, what gotcha. you got? Um, I'll throw one more out there, and I'm honestly almost annoyed at the fact that everything I brought today was a game. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to. So I'm going to, I know, so I'm going to bring another game. Uh, this game is called, and for the, for it, look, I know I got a genuine reading disorder, but 
when I the first like week I played this game, I read the name wrong. And then I when I finally stopped and read it, Enchanted Cave. This makes more sense. But I can't remember what I originally thought it was. Uh Enchanted Cave Two by Dustin Augsier or something. Uh four point one average reviews, a thousand plus downloads, T for teen, five dollars and ninety nine cents to buy is the one caveat thing I'll throw out there. Um and I'll say, um, updated on May 22nd, 2023, uh, different versions of Android. It was eligible for the family library. Uh, permissions, it basically needs nothing except for Google Play license check, which I liked a lot. Um, this is an example of a game that I got because I was in the Google Play points plan for free. Where every now, like once a week, I would click a thing and it would give me coins or points that I could use for in-app purchases. But then all of a sudden, it gave me three months free to Google Play Pass. So this was an example of a game that I just clicked and said download because it cost me nothing. So with that said, $4.99, put it on the wish list. When it comes down to like a buck, a buck fifty, I think it's well worth the trip. Um, The long and the short of it is you live in a very small town. Every time you go down into the cave, it's a different kind of cave, different layout, different things going going on. But the one like uh, constant is you're going to die. You're going to die a lot. Uh, But Every time you go down, you can get points and you can get gold and you can get merch that then does come to the surface and help you in all future endeavors kind of thing. Um, this was way better on a Chromebook, on a big screen, mm-hmm. than my phone. On the phone, I literally had a very hard time reading a lot of the text. Granted, I got bad eyes. I know that. But on a Chromebook, this was so much more easy to read and play. Um, again, this is the perfect example of a, another kind of game you need to know nothing you can just click and play till you die and then turn it off and come back, click and play till you die again. Um, and just keep going down the enchanted cave. This looks really similar to another game you were playing a while ago. That, um, what was it that came out? You were you spent ages on it. Uh, there's a lot of them like this. The one I'm going to uh, say was probably Legends of Yore. No, no, no. It was a different one. Um, no. Uh, what was it? It was a similar game. that. Um, you, there's a couple like this. Yeah. yeah. But you, you made a big deal out of it. Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley, that's the one. Yeah. yeah Stardew listening. Valley's really good. 1.6 is coming out any day. So you're still playing Stardew Valley? Oh, when time permits, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Only because, again, it's the kind of thing. There is no, the beautiful thing about that game is there is no wrong way to play it. Mm. There's no such thing as the perfect day. There's no such thing as the perfect play. You boot it up. You can decide, I'm never going to go fishing again. I'm just going to go mining and um, buy beer at the bar. What do the updates do? Are they are they expanding the the for Stardew Valley? Yeah. Oh, it's insane. Um, there's a whole bunch of late game content that's been added. Whole other farms. Whole other places to go. Um, um, new types, new levels of um materials you can get. Um, um, more uh interactive content with other people you can do. Um. It's literally like from when I first bought it, which was like 1.2 to now 1.6, it's easily double the amount of the content. Does it still start the same though? Exactly the same. And to the uninitiated, if you would boot them both up, you might notice a little graphical tweak maybe here or there, but you wouldn't be able to tell the difference until you're like hours into the game. Yeah. Good stuff. Concerned Ape is the developer's name. Single, a single developer does doing everything, which is why I'm more than happy to throw him words and money i bought it on basically every platform i can buy it on bought it on the switch bought it on pc bought it on android bought it on gog uh i think i bought it someplace else on gog good old, good old games. games gog.com 
probably got it on Steam too, haven't you? Yes. My friends think I'm a nerd, but when I hang out with you guys, I feel like Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad Pitt, do you have an app rundown? There you go. That's, uh, that's a show title for you. It's a show title. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you hear that uh, that Bing just turned 25? Jeez. Brad Pitt's looking for a new uh, a new search <sighs> a new engine. Yeah, I did see <laughs> you search that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, in no particular order, but I think they're in descending. The Enchanted Cave 2 by Dustin Oxler. Spring, the Nostra Browser by Nostra Band. Cloud Stream by somebody that doesn't work on F-Droid for me right now. Uh, Ox Chat by Ox Chat Limited. Musia Music on Display by Next Gen Mobile. Retro Bowl College by New Star Games Limited. Yo Link by Yo Smart Inc. Rugby World Cup 2023 by World Rugby. Doom and Destiny by Heartbit Interactive SRI. And then we also did quite a bit of uh, talk about different phones. Wow, that was a, a jam-packed show, boys. That's what she said last night. Good stuff indeed. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, 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 when, when, when you want to go to the bottom of the barrel as quick as possible, just call me up. Go to, um, go to Baltimore. Go to B-more, hon, uh, where I will agree with Swift. Uh, I think the best thing about Baltimore, the Baltimore area, is the food is outstanding. Like crazy outstanding. But like, what? There's a reason why we die earlier than other states. Like what? Doesn't matter if it's fried chicken, because this is actually the home of fried chicken, just saying. Not, not Kentucky, Maryland. Is the home of fried chicken. Um, we have better cheesesteaks than Philadelphia. I know that. We got better pizza than I had in Chicago. That pizza was disgusting. Um, and all the seafood you like. If you like seafood, this is the place to go to. I'll say that too. You also have murders. Let's not forget that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, but it's what you do with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as you go in the right part of town at the right time of day, you're perfectly fine. Yeah. Sure. I remember going into a place called Mother Hubbard's that had fantastic cheesesteaks and like home fries and standing there and watching a young woman pull out a knife and threaten. I'm going to stab. I'm going to. And all I kept thinking was, dang, these home fries are pretty good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to still come back for more. Man, because Baltimore's got some good food. It really does, man. I'm going to call it right now. Yeah. And then Mother Hubbard's went away and I was sad. And I shed a tear. Because, yeah, good food. Did you ever get that dog a damn bone? No, 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 no. Her shoe was cramped. It was, you know, it was all government housing, you know. <laughs> good food, though. Okay. Great food, man. Um, so do you have any uh, parting words of wisdom there, Ivor? Uh, no, not really. It's, just, uh, it's great to see you guys again. Hopefully we can do this a bit more often, a bit more frequently. Uh, and, um, yeah, we've got any apps? Anyone out there who's been watching us? We've got a few people in the chat today, which is really good. We've got quite a few more people than we, than we normally get. So uh, great to see them. Um, you guys know of any apps that you'd like us to showcase? Send them in. Very cool, very cool. Hey, Josh, uh, how can people catch up with any other stuff that you've possibly been doing from time to time? Uh, oh, well, Dor, thanks for mentioning it. <laughs> I do have another podcast called Podcasting for Value, the number four, and it's just a terrible name that is very hard to find but uh <clears throat> yeah i will hopefully be able to do another one of those we decided that we we're going to 
homeschool our child for this year, uh, which means that I will have even less time to be doing that. But he was on the last one, so maybe I'll have to incorporate him going forward because he's a heck of a lot cuter than I am. Um, <laughs> he's a lot cuter than any of us. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> I guess you could you could check that out. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. And I had something else to say, but I'm an idiot and I can't remember it. So take it away, Dor. Uh, I'll just throw out there. This is becoming into the third, the uh, 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 fourth quarter of the year is what I'll say. Um, there's a time of year. Don't forget at least once a week, contact somebody you haven't talked to in a while and just ask them how they're doing at, say, Hey, what's up? Um, this is the time of year where people need to hear from people, especially the people they haven't heard from in a while, just to remind them everyone still matters. Um, two, um, don't forget the easiest way to support anything around you is to communicate with them. Show them you're alive. Let them know that that they're alive as well. And just say, hey, good podcast. Hey, bad podcast, whatever. And just let people know what's going on. Um, any and all emails, AAA at pods.com. It might take me some time to reply, but we're busy. You're busy. Everyone's busy. So we, we, we do what we can to stay connected. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming out. We had a lot of people come out this evening. Everybody from Swift, uh, J&J, the Mac Geek, um, um, Red, and more. Again, thank you all you guys for coming out. Uh, we are now doing our announcements to the show on um, Discord basically only, and it's because our Hootsuite subscription ran out, so I'm not manually doing anything on Twitter or X or whatever the hell you want to call it. Well, how, well, why would you call it X? It's still Twitter.com. <laughs> you don't call, you don't go to Dig.com and say, hey, I'm on Peruvian site.com. No, it's Dig.com. So, I digress. Stupid people do stupid things. Welcome to America. Hope to talk to, hope to, talk to everyone again real soon. Take it easy, guys. Good food in Baltimore. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for Everyday People. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology related. You can find us on iTunes and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen and let us know what you think. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.